It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights shut out by the Minnesota Wild 3 to nothing. Vegas 34, 27, and 4, 72 points on the year. They come up empty here on trade deadline day. To help us break this one down, we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And Dan, with four players out of the lineup from the Golden Knights' last win to inserting four players, one of which, Zach Hayes, making his NHL debut, uh, you could see just based on the Golden Knights' inability to to be uh, dynamic offensively. Had they iced the same exact lineup they had against Florida and Los Angeles, it would have been a tall order. That's because Minnesota is one of the better teams in the Western Conference, despite having some struggles in recent games. It was coming into this game. Uh, since the All-Star break, Knights were 7-10-1. Well, Minnesota, since the All-Star break, was 8-10-1. And, and uh, now they're 9-10-1. So uh, you get the idea that uh, Minnesota maybe had not been on top of its game of late, but you get the shot in the arm of the Flurry acquisition, and you get the direct effect of Nick Delorier's acquisition, plus Tyson Jost, his third game here with the Wild. And uh, to some degree, um, those acquisitions um, were the, the difference, uh, especially with Delorier, the game-winning goal. Yeah, I mean, we've talked so often about how the Knights are just scraping by with the personnel they've had. Well, you take out Zach Whitecloud, and you're left with basically two defensemen that you thought were going to be Golden Knights defensemen at the start of the year, Petrangelo and Theodore. And uh, that's a tall order against a, a physical, powerful Minnesota team. And the Knights couldn't score. It's the Now, this, uh, this year, Ryan, that they have been shut out five times. It's the most in any season in franchise history. And uh, it's not totally surprising given all the people who are out. So it's uh, pretty much a, a repeat, uh, just different people out. <laughs> the last time all right dan as always thanks for joining us here let's head to let's head downstairs as head coach pete deboer addresses um, the media you know we had guys arriving literally 15 minutes before a warm-up uh that flew uh from uh, henderson to, to help us out here tonight so it wasn't an easy day and and uh we could have used some uh, some of those excuses and and not put in the effort we did but we we did we came out and we battled hard for 60 minutes so there's not a lot of moral victories this time of year because you need the points, but uh, I was proud of our effort. So what's the message and what can you improve knowing this is probably the group you've got going tomorrow? Well, we got to do a lot of the same things we did tonight against a real good Minnesota team. we got to defend hard, got to get good goaltending. Uh, obviously, we have to find a way to score some goals. So, you know, we're going to need a power play goal. We're going to need someone to, to stick a couple in the net in order to win. Have you ever been part of a day like today where you obviously pulled two guys out of the line for COVID protocol in the middle of the day? You obviously have a trade that gets announced. Have you ever seen No, that? no. I mean, I haven't been a part of a year like this, so this is just uh, the cherry on the cake. Yeah, physical game. I mean, they, they're built for the playoffs. They're healthy. They're a big, strong team. You know, you can see the, the guys they added at the deadline. You know, that's a team that, that looks like they're playoff ready right now uh, from a health perspective and also from, from where their group's at. So, uh, you know, but I, I thought our guys hung in there. I thought we, uh, we, we played hard. What can you say about Logan's performance? Obviously, he did. Yeah. yeah, he did a good job for us. Gave us a chance on the road. You know, that, the first period in here is always tough. Even when we played them last year in the playoffs, it was always about getting through the first period. And... You know, we got through only down one nothing thanks to him, and that gave us a chance. I thought in the second we, we were the better team. That was head coach Pete DeBoer as he addressed the media after tonight's game. Uh, a couple of things there uh, coming out of the, the Pete press conference is uh, kind of the, the idea, right, that there were some players for the Golden Knights in this game that arrived just about 15 minutes, 20 minutes prior to uh, warm-up, prior to puck drop, and, you know, for for – a player that would be looking to make their debut if, if you're looking at Zach Hayes. Like, ideally, you'd like a little bit more prep time than that. Ideally, you'd like to get yourself into the mindset of, of where you're going to be. But, you know, maybe the adrenaline just kind of carries you through in the context of the game. And, you know, for the Golden Knights, it, it's, it's an interesting thought process from head coach Pete DeBoer when asked about just the, the idea of what today was, right? For the Golden Knights, it's trade deadline day. 
it appears that there is a trade made uh, where the Golden Knights send Evgeny Dodonov and a pick to the Anaheim Ducks for the contract of Ryan Kessler and John Moore. And, you know, as, as it comes out throughout the game, that there appears to be an issue with no trade clause and what was on registry and what was not on registry when it came to Evgeny Dodonov and his list of teams he would not accept a trade to. So all of that's kind of happening in the background. That doesn't that doesn't really permeate inside the room, but what it does do is it pulls, of course, Evgeny Dodonov, one of the hottest Vegas Golden Knights going into this game, out of the lineup, and you've got to find ways to put players in that spot as well. And, you know, for Vegas, the offense wasn't there, and you look at Michael Amadio, unavailable due to COVID protocol. You look at Zach Whitecloud, unavailable due to COVID protocol. Uh, and then you're li- you, you lose Derek Pouliot on waivers, and you don't have Evgeny Dodonov in the lineup. lineup. That's big stuff. Let's you know, let's go down to uh, let's let's go to some audio from Kelly McCrimmon earlier today talking about trade deadline. The ability to uh, make a move that's going to help us uh, manage our salary cap for the remainder of this season, but I think as importantly. It also gives us a lot more flexibility heading into the offseason. And that was uh, you know, the motivation behind the move. We uh, you know, added a $10 million player uh, in season, and uh, that's very uncommon. It was uh, important for our organization to do that when that opportunity presented itself. Uh, this is, uh, you know, ties into uh, to that transaction. Evgeny played well with our team. I think you saw him play. Uh, real well last week in home games here uh, in uh, T-Mobile. Uh, he's, the, he's the player uh, that we expected when we acquired him from Ottawa. Uh, he added uh, offense uh, to our team, and I believe he'll be a good player uh, at his next stop in Anaheim. We made no trades today, which uh, was uh, by design. We weren't in on any deals that uh, did not come to fruition. It was uh, our approach really going back to the offseason we wanted to do as much work at that point in time as we could to put our team in a position where uh, in-season moves weren't going to be uh, as necessary um, the the biggest challenge has just been the consistency of lineup we've had uh, over 350 uh, man games of injury and as much as uh, people get tired of hearing that. We get uh, tired of living it. With respect to our roster makeup, uh, good health is what we're uh, what we're hoping for in terms of how our team improves. There, you heard Kelly McCrimmon speaking earlier today at his media availability after the NHL's trade deadline. Let's take a break. When we come back, we've got a lot more to get to on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. The Vegas, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights dropped this one 3 to nothing to the Minnesota Wild. Big game for Cam Talbot, who shuts out Vegas on the same day that the Minnesota Wild acquire future Hall of Famer Marc-Andre Fleury. So, if you're Bill Guerin, you, you like the response, obviously, from Cam Talbot, and you're going to see what that goaltending tandem can do for you down the stretch in the regular season. And You know, you get immediate impact from Nick Delorier in his Minnesota Wild debut. You've got Tyson Jost on the score sheet for the Minnesota Wild. So deadline acquisitions for Minnesota really in, in high demand and, and put in a really solid effort tonight for Minnesota. From the Golden Knights' perspective, uh, you're looking at a lineup that had found some offensive cohesion over the last two games. It scored five goals in each of their last two wins. And then today you take out of the lineup Evgeny Dodonov, who was traded with a 2024 conditional second-round pick for John Moore and the contract of Ryan Kessler, though that trade right now is in dispute, according to Elliot Friedman. So... 
a lot to unpack, and, and hopefully more information comes along as we continue here tonight on the AAA Insurance postgame show. But for the Golden Knights, you had four guys from the last two wins out of the lineup inserting into their place Braden, Braden Pahal, all of two NHL games, and Zach Hayes on defense playing his first career NHL game. Yeah, just a lot there for the Golden Knights, a lot to overcome against, yeah, against um, the, the, the Minnesota Wild. So let's head back to Minnesota and hear from Logan Thompson. I'm getting more confident. Um, you know, obviously, I think those are you know two goals I want to have back. But um, you know, I am starting to feel better about my game and, and just going to keep building off it. What was today like for you guys? You obviously have some guys in COVID protocol in the middle of the day. Some guys get called up. What was kind of the activity like? Yeah, I mean, it's tough, but that's uh, it's the world we're living in right now. And you know, it's uh, it's a good opportunity for Hazer and Pickle. And um, yeah, awesome to see them up here. Those are teammates of mine down in Henderson. So it's uh, pretty cool to to see them uh, up here right now. Nice major NHL debut here about a year ago. So what was it like being back? Yeah, it was cool. Um, you know, I, when I think I made my debut, there was no fans, so it was uh, pretty cool to see this place with fans. Thanks, Logan. Thanks. Well, how challenging was this day? It seemed like stuff coming at you guys from every direction today. Uh, yeah, trade deadline day is never really fun for anybody. Um, and then we had a couple COVID things going on, so uh, it's it's been having to adapt like that for a couple of years, so. I mean, a lot of distractions. It wasn't kind of a frustrating day, but I thought we put a pretty good effort out there, considering. Exactly. A lot of teams would crumble with everything that goes on constantly, but it seems like no matter what the game is, you guys stay in it and you battle to the very end. What does that say just about the room that you have and how much hope does it give you moving forward? Well, I mean, we're desperate right now, right? We know where we are in the standings. We know, you know, what we have to do to get in, you know, to the playoffs. So I thought we did a good job, you know, coming out. Obviously, it wasn't enough. Um, easy to say, you know, you, you don't win, but... I think if you look at the effort a lot of guys put in, you know, tonight, I think you you can be proud of that. But you know, again, we've said that a lot. We got to find a way to win hockey games. That second period, you guys really countered them. I mean, I think that was probably guys' best frame. What was the message going into that first intermission? I mean, you guys were only down one goal, but you certainly picked up the pace in the second. I think period. we just, you know, um, played a little bit more in the offensive zone. I think the the puck movement was a little bit better for us. We were a little bit, you know, crisper in our movement, getting out of the zone, and that created a lot more, you know, offensive chances. But again. As many chances as we had, we got to find a way to put pucks in there. Uh, I thought LT played another good game for us. We got to find a way to support them. What was the physicality like out there? It seemed like you guys were obviously delivering a bunch of big hits, both two rounds for you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a physical team. I mean, it uh, kind of dates back last year to playoffs, too. So we knew, you know, it's going to be a tough building. It's always been a tough building, you know, to come in and play. So we were ready for it. Interesting seeing Flower in warm ups. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's talked to him, but, um, you know, I gave him a little uh, jab there in warm ups. So always good to see him. You mentioned Logan real quick, which was it like to have him get this run of games and kind of seem to grow into his confidence a little bit? Oh, I think the goal is anytime you can play consistently, you're going to start feeling more confident. So, um, you know, he's played well for us, and now he's, you know, strung a couple together. I think he's feeling pretty confident there. That was Logan Thompson and Alex Petrangelo as they addressed the media after tonight's game. A couple of things there from uh, Alex Petrangelo that I thought were interesting obviously talking about Logan Thompson what he's been able to do and coming in for the Vegas Golden Knights gets the run support in the first two games uh, but did not get it tonight from the Vegas Golden Knights so you're looking to be better uh, against the Winnipeg Jets I'm curious honestly curious to see what head coach Pete DeBoer does when it comes to selecting a goaltender for tomorrow's game against the Winnipeg Jets uh, mainly because I mean, you kind of heard Dan Duva thinking about it and talking about it uh, in the AHL it's not uncommon to start on back-to-back -back nights. I would imagine that Logan Thompson can handle the workload. Um, but then there's kind of the idea of what do you do right now with Loren Brossois? He had a, a rough go the last time that he was in Winnipeg. It led the Golden Knights to uh, going with Logan Thompson over the last three games. I, I do wonder legitimately if, if we see Logan Thompson back-to-back -back again tomorrow. It's, it's not like this loss. You're not going to put this one on Logan Thompson at all he played a heck of a game it was really a testament to what thompson was able to do that this was just a one nothing game going into the second period for the vegas golden knights so it'll be interesting to see what the decision is from the vegas golden knights in terms of their goaltender tomorrow but let's take a look at the highlights in this game tonight for the golden knights again we, we talked about it weird trade deadline day implications surrounding this club around the trade deadline and the trade of Evgeny Dodonov and then also uh, finding out before the puck drop that Zach Whitecloud 
and Michael Amadio would be unavailable to the Golden Knights due to the NHL's COVID protocol. So going into the lineup, Jake Lecision, Jonas Ronbjerg, Zach Hayes making his NHL debut, and Braden Pahal playing in just his second NHL game. Those were the four additions to the lineup for the Vegas Golden Knights to make up for the four subtractions out of the lineup from last Saturday's game to today's game. And we go to the first period, and it's Nick Delorier in his Minnesota Wild debut opening up the scoring. Puck comes out to the left point, and a shot came towards the goal from the former Golden Knight, John Merrill. Now it's in front, they score! Nick Delorier in his Minnesota debut scores his sixth goal of the season. Minnesota strikes first, six minutes in, one nothing Wild. Nick Delorier's sixth of the year from Brandon Duhame and Tyson Jost at 5.43 of the first period made it one to nothing in Minnesota. We'd head to the second period, and Logan Thompson would make our AAA insurance save of the game. Now it's out high again. To the left and a shot. Kick save! Thompson flexing out with the right pass. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. Triple A outsmart life. So we'd head to the third period. It's a one goal game. And early on in the period, Matt Dumba would give the Wild an insurance marker. Wild get it out. Dumba spins off a check from Colasar into the zone onside. Eric Sinek tapped away. Dumba finds him, scores! Traffic crossing in front of Logan Thompson. Dumba's initial bid was blocked. He got it back and rips it by Thompson on the left side of the net. 2-0 in favor of the Wild. Fifth goal of the year for Matt Dumba at 5.46 of the third period. Made it 2-0 in Minnesota. And then with just six seconds left in the game, Ryan Hartman would ice it with an empty net goal. 13 seconds to go. Vegas gets the puck. Out towards center, Petrangelo knocked away from him. It is a shot into the goal for the, not, for the Minnesota Wild by Ryan Hartman. And it's a 3-0 lead with six seconds to go. And that'll be all she wrote. Ryan Hartman's 26th of the year, an empty net goal. Assists go to Marcus Foligno at 19.53 of the third period to make it 3-0 Minnesota. And all that was left was the final call. They drop the puck at center. The Wild bring it back. And the horn signals the end of this contest. It's a win for Cam Talbot. Three to nothing, the final score. The Vegas Golden Knights lose to the Minnesota Wild. Cam Talbot, his second shutout of the year. And Vegas, 34-27-4, 72 points and clinging to the second wild card spot. We are back with more on the AAA Insurance postgame show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights shut out by the Minnesota Wild. Three to nothing. Vegas 34, 27, and 4, 72 points. Still in that second wild card spot in the Western Conference. But for the Golden Knights, it's... Uh, Two steps forward, literally, two wins, and then one step back here, a loss. Now, post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. So a couple things. Earlier on today, Kelly McCrimmon, when he met with the media, said that the expectation is that perhaps Mark Stone or Alec Martinez should be back at some point this season. Uh, we also expect that Robin Leonard, per Kelly McCrimmon, uh, would be back as well sometime this season. So it feels like... From an update perspective, perhaps the Golden Knights are going to get a little bit healthier in the longer, medium to long term. In the short term, though, it, it's not looking promising right now for the Golden Knights. Uh, you look at the game tomorrow against the Winnipeg Jets, you're likely not going to get Zach Whitecloud or Michael Amadio back. So on defense, you're probably looking at exactly what the Golden Knights were able to put out there today. Braden Pahal and Zach Hayes on that third pair, and really just two Golden Knights, Shea Theodore and Alex Petrangelo, that at the beginning of the year you had penciled in every single night as part of this team's defense core. You're missing Alec Martinez. You're missing Braden McNabb. It's, it's not ideal 
it, it's not where you want to be with m- must-win games, important games down the stretch for the Golden Knights. And then that's not even taking into account uh, you're still without Max Pacioretty. You're still without Mark Stone. You're still without Riley Smith. Now you're down Evgeny Dodonov, who over the last five games was the most productive Vegas Golden Knight. Um, it's going to be a tough stretch. It's going to be interesting to see who is going to take this team and put them on their shoulders. I thought from an offensive perspective, the Golden Knights were really dangerous tonight when Jack Eichel, William Carlson, and Jonathan Marcheseau were on the ice. After that line, there really wasn't much in terms of sustained pressure. You didn't get the same ju- uh, jump that you usually get out of your bottom six simply because you had guys that were, were not going to supply or play that role just based on the fact that that's a different type of game. Uh, Brett Howden with with Michael Amadio and and Keegan Colasar is a very different line in terms of what they can do offensively than Brett Howden with Jake LeCision and Jonas Ronbjerg. And then that's no disrespect or any slight to Ronbjerg or LeCision. It's just they're not going to chip in offensively for this Vegas Golden Knights team right now. It's just not going to happen. Now, I will say this. 34-32, to 32, the hits in this game in favor of the Minnesota Wild. It was a physical game. The Golden Knights were certainly right in there when it came to hits. And, and again, like that first period was so skewed from, from just a shots on goal, chance, chances generated perspective uh, to the Minnesota Wild. Seven high danger chances in that first period alone for Minnesota, but then just three high danger chances the rest of the game for Minnesota so you got to like that from 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 the Golden Knights angle but frankly if you're not scoring goals you're not going to win hockey games like I great statement I get it but the fact of the matter is the Golden Knights are going to have to go back to the drawing board Pete DeBoer is going to have to come up with something in order to spark the offense for this Golden Knights club who looked like it was turning the corner in scoring five goals in two straight games but another setback offensively another setback due to COVID protocol takes you out of your offensive rhythm and now the Golden Knights are left looking for more answers to questions you thought maybe were already solved. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild. To, or the Vegas Golden Knights lose, sorry, to the Minnesota Wild 3 to nothing. Cam Talbot with the shutout on the same day that Minnesota acquires future Hall of Famer Mark andre Fleury. It's been a wild day no pun intended a a nutty day all the way around trade deadlines always like that and you know for the golden knights there's still questions at the end of the evening not so much in terms of the game but in terms of what will happen with the trade that was made earlier where the golden knights sent evgeny dodonov in a 2024 conditional second round pick to anaheim for john moore and ryan kessler's contract there's been reporting from Elliot Friedman that right now that trade is in dispute with the NHL and the NHLPA. So keep an eye on that as the evening wears on and as we get into tomorrow's pregame show. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. It was all Minnesota early on. They get an early lead, and that really was it. That's all they needed. The Golden Knights offense was non-existent for the majority of the game. There was some push. There was some pushback from Vegas in the second period. There was more zone time, but again, everything was kind of to the perimeter. You got to give credit to the Minnesota Wild for keeping Vegas there, and there's just not enough for the Vegas Golden Knights line in and line out with the players that are out of the lineup to get to the inside, to get to the middle of the ice, and make life difficult on Cam Talbot. You had an opportunity maybe to jump on Cam Talbot early. Didn't happen for Vegas. They spent the entire first period on their heels, and by the time they were able to get to their game in the second and third period, it was effectively to the outside because you're chasing the game. 
Vegas Golden Knights will take on the Winnipeg Jets tomorrow. 5 o'clock puck drop, 4 o'clock pregame show. That's going to do it for me here on the AAA Insurance postgame show. Presented, extended postgame show is next, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network postgame show. Presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. The extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, broadcasting live from Parkway Tavern, Mark Street in Henderson. The Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Minnesota Wild 3 to nothing. Trade deadline day, busy day all the way around the NHL. You look at the Minnesota Wild, they acquired Marc-Andre Fleury today in, in perhaps the biggest trade of the day, at least the biggest name uh, in terms of, of star power and, and Hall of Fame accolades for sure. But you know, for the Golden Knights, the trade they made for now was Evgeny Dodonov and a 2024 second round pick, conditional second round pick to the Anaheim Ducks for John Moore and the contract of Ryan Kessler. However, that trade is now being disputed and we'll kind of try to set the scene as, as best we possibly can. So Elliot Friedman tweeted out uh, and reported that the Donov trade is now officially an NHL-NHLPA issue. Player is adamant a no-trade list was filed on time. Uh, Dodonov was traded to Vegas on July 28th. The claim is the paperwork was filed before that. So the questions are, is there documentation and was it disclosed on the July trade call with the Vegas Golden Knights? Now, this is where it gets a little bit interesting. Uh, Greg Wyshynski with ESPN is also reporting that He's been told that, Dodonov, that Dodonov's limited no-trade clause didn't come up at all in the VGK Anaheim trade call by either team or the NHL. So there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to understand what is, what's going on when it comes to the Dodonov deal, whether or not the Golden Knights were made aware when they acquired him from Ottawa that he had a, a no-trade clause and why it didn't come up today, obviously, on this trade call with the Anaheim Ducks. So a lot to kind of unpack there, and then a lot to unpack from a 3 nothing loss to the Minnesota Wild, which is probably the more pressing issue to talk about, simply because for the Golden Knights, it doesn't appear that the Cavalry is going to come anytime soon. Zach Whitecloud out of the lineup, Michael Amadio out of the lineup due to NHL COVID protocol. Derek Pouliot picked up off waivers earlier today by the Seattle Kraken, unavailable. And so now you're down to your 12th and 13th defenseman. Like, legitimately, that's where it is right now for the Golden Knights. You've got two regulars, or what you would assume are regulars, uh, from your opening night roster in Alex Petrangelo and Shea Theodore. Everything else is, is kind of pieces picked up throughout the season or from the AHL. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Ryan, I envy you and I pity you all at the same time because you have got a plate full of things to talk about, and yet you're as in the dark as most of us are. Uh, my head is spinning like Linda Blair tonight. I have never had a day like this where everything was confusing. The trade by Marc-Andre Fleury or for Andre Fleury made no sense to me. I didn't think the Wild were the team he was going to, be that as it may. Uh-huh. I, I, I also went, looked at the third defensive line and uh, pairing, and I said they've had one game between the two of them in their entire history. Yeah, that <laughs> that's asking a lot. Yep. And then on top of everything else, it got to be laughable after a while. If you noticed, I don't think anybody did. I hope they did. The graphic that was in the upper left-hand corner at the beginning of the game, when they just after they dropped the puck, they show you who the, the starting lines are. They had Max Pacioretty starting at left wing on the first line. I don't know if anybody noticed that or not. 
Yeah, and, I, and I, I didn't. Said, I, I can not. tell you I didn't. Well, it, I, I said that's not possible. And then I looked and I looked and I looked and there's no 67. Yeah. And it, it just added to the semi-humor of this weird, bizarre day. First of all, if we make this trade, and heaven knows, by Wednesday at 4, maybe you'll know, and you guys can talk about it. If we end up making this trade, how do you take a $6 million man who hasn't played for two years and park his contract? How does that work? I mean, Ryan Kessler right now is is unable to play due to injuries. So more or less, it's just a contract that's going to go right to LTIR. And I think it's it's just part of doing business and trying to move on from the contract of Evgeny Dodonov. That's kind of how I would read it. Um, If you're the Anaheim Ducks, you're just trying to move that that money so you're not having to actually make the payout on the Ryan Kessler contract and so it's it's just one of those things where you've got a team that that doesn't want to to pay that and now uh the the aspect that they're getting back would be you know essentially an effective player not just for the end of this season but also next season as well yeah all right I mean it doesn't matter because maybe the trade doesn't even happen the other thing is, uh, if it does go through, and, and Dodonov gave us yeoman work for a while, uh, we still, if everybody got healthy, and I guess Kelly McCrimmon is basing his no trade on everybody getting healthy prior to April 29th, yeah. we, we still don't have enough room under the salary cap, do we? Yeah, you know, Mike, that's that's an interesting question, and, and one that is going to take some time to really dig into right it, it uh-huh. in parsing through the comments earlier on from kelly mccrimmon and you'll have to forgive me uh, while kelly was doing his press conference here in vegas i was on the air for the pregame show so I, i'm not privy and i was not in the room for kelly's press conference due to being on the air trying to set up the game today um, but it, it seems like kelly mccrimmon was confident in that the deals they did today and they were moving the salary out of Evgeny Dodonov. It will give them flexibility to activate players as they need them over the course of the regular season. And he did talk about Alec Martinez and Mark Stone potentially being available for Vegas down the stretch. He also mentioned Robin Leonard should be coming back. So the question becomes, do you have enough to activate everybody? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I like to believe that, that there's been enough cleared out, but really when you think about John Moore's contract coming in and the the number that's going to be buried in the AHL because of it, it's really a net on the salary cap of about $3.5 million as opposed to the full five uh, for Evgeny Dodonov. So how that all shakes out, it, it remains to be seen, and it also remains to be seen really what the Golden Knights can do from a salary perspective to see what happens with this trade and whether or not it does go through or whether or not it gets kicked back well just one more thing and and you guys will handle it incredibly well as you always do i would not let logan thompson start tomorrow night i would give evgeny uh i would not evgeny i would give um francois the opportunity simply because a bruised ego is the worst thing you could have on the team and i believe brassois needs this start tomorrow i don't know what you guys think yeah, you know, that's an interesting one, Mike, and, and thank you for the call. I, I'm of the mindset that you need to put the lineup in there that's going to give you the best chance to win. And, you know, you look at Logan Thompson over his last three starts, he's, he's won two of them and, and, frankly, was not at all the issue in this game. I understand the idea that you're trying to get perhaps Loren Brossois right by going back to Winnipeg, but I just think the way Logan Thompson's seeing the puck right now, it's it's a hard sell for me to go off of him. I would start Logan Thompson, but that's because I think wins are most important right now for the Vegas Golden Knights, and I think Logan Thompson right now gives you the best chance to win. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Lou. Hey, Lou, how you doing? Hey, Ryan. Good evening. Good to talk to you. Hey, uh, you know, before I get into uh, what I called to talk about, and I always enjoy listening to Mike and things that he's got to say, but I've got to give him one piece of advice tonight. Hey, Mike know your audience when you go to the linda blair head spinning conversation it's probably only you and i who know it. <laughs> so that was that, that's a pretty obscure reference for the younger folks like ryan <laughs> um but uh anyway first logan thompson man he is just the kid has been nailed i mean if yeah. he keeps playing the way he's playing 
I think that uh, we have a backup goalie controversy here in Vegas. Not obviously not a goalie controversy, but uh, and he has just done everything that he's been asked to do in these games. And uh, hats off to him tonight, sure, even in the loss. Um, and you know the other thing is when I called you the other night after the game, I said you know the next ten games, I, I think you know seven seven and three. 82 is not out of the question, and quite frankly, tonight's game was one of the ones that I looked at as possibly one of those two or three losses. And so, in these next nine games, I still see the possibility of seven to eight wins, as long as you know there's no more injuries and maybe if another guy or two comes back. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, even with the lineup they put pretty much out on the ice tonight. Yeah, you know, I, I don't disagree with you, Lou, and, and thank you for the call. Like, I think that if the Golden Knights had a better start tonight, perhaps it's a different game. I, I think that there were opportunities, certainly, for this team to score. They just weren't able to bear down on it. And, you know, you, you'll, you'd expect, right, like, Zach Hayes arrived essentially 15 minutes prior to warm-up. So, like, from that perspective, you'd imagine that tomorrow it'll be a little bit smoother for Zach Hayes. It'll be a little bit smoother for Braden Pahal. You would expect that the Golden Knights will have kind of a, a better process going into that game with the players that are going to be asked to jump in and contribute. So I'd expect a, a better, more dialed-in effort from Vegas from the beginning. And I think that the, the first period really sunk the Golden Knights. You had to chase against a team that... that is pretty good defensively and is going to shut things down. And while the Golden Knights had more zone time in the second and third period, it's just you're chasing a goal, it's easier to keep teams to the outside. I, I agree with you, though. I, I don't think that this is one of those setbacks you look at and you say, oh, man, <sighs> it's it's a, it's another 0-5 road trip or the Golden Knights are going to go 0 for over the next five games. I think there's winnable games certainly in front of the Vegas Golden Knights, and you just got to find a way to, to gain some traction. It, it's tough. You're, you're battling injuries. You're battling covid there's a, a lot that the Golden Knights have kind of gone through this year, but I, I do think that if you can keep moving forward and get through it, you'll be a better team for it. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's bring in Fernando. Fernando, how you doing? Doing good, Ryan. How are you tonight? I'm good, bud. Um, first off, um, do we know if our captains had a team meeting before this road trip? Uh I mean, I, I would imagine that, that the guys are talking, but I, I don't know that there was like a captains or players only meeting or anything like that. Remember, yeah. the Golden Knights are coming off of two straight wins going into this road trip. Yeah. Um, well, tonight, um, you know, you got to get credit to the Wild. Their defense was on was pretty good tonight, and um, our goalie, uh, Mr. Thompson, was pretty exceptional. Good. We just couldn't get nothing going. Um, our penalties were low. We only had three, and um, our shots on goal at twenty eight. I prefer to see 40-plus shots on goal, but it just all depends what you get. and depends where that puck goes in the corners and all over the place. But um, in, um, on the first period, the Wild won. The second period, it was a draw. Third period, the Wild won, obviously. But, you know, I was looking ahead. Um, we got 17 games left, and I was playing the schedule game, which is, you know, old, old theory, right? Yeah. Um, I was looking, and it looks like we can go maybe – Nine and eight, ten and seven, but I'm going to be more optimistic. I want to see us go maybe twelve and five, and then uh, when the season ends, um, hopefully um, Stone and Martinez will be uh, healthy to play, and um, we'll just see what happens after that. And um, I looked at the depth chart today, and um, I saw ten players on the injured list. Yep, that's incredible. It's pretty good. To I got to give credit to DeBoer and the coaching staff because. With so many injuries to be where we're at right now is is pretty good. Um, have a good night, partner. Thanks. Yep. Thanks, Fernando. Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of jarring, astounding, uh, ridiculous. Maybe is a better word to use when it comes to the Golden Knights, the injuries, the the COVID uh, protocol players that are, are out of the lineup right now. And you know, again, I think that down the stretch, you've got 17 games. I I think at at minimum. Right at minimum, the Golden Knights need ten out of the next seventeen. I think that that number's more realistically around twelve. Um, just like you, I think twelve and five is kind of where you need to be, or some combination of twenty-four points over the final seventeen games. But that's really what the the Golden Knights are going to need to do, and that's just a matter of fact, right? Like you need a certain number of points. I, I still think, and this is kind of something I'm not going to pull off of you got to dial up the pressure on the L.A. Kings. You've got to make L.A. think you're right on their heels. 
the win on Saturday was was kind of that first step. But for the Golden Knights, they've got to start picking up wins, and they've got to make life difficult down the stretch for a very banged-up Los Angeles Kings team. I think that's their clearest path to making the playoffs. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Ryan? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. So I, this is one of those games that I kind of wish was a 7.30 start so I could just go to sleep and forget about it. <laughs> um, and that's what I plan to do later today. Um, I think more concerning, because there's nothing to change about this game today, is what is going on with the Dodonov trade. And like, does, does the result of what's going to happen, is that going to be changed at all if they decide like whose fault it was, whether it was the NHL HUD offices? fault or Ottawa's fault yeah I I I don't I don't know like right now it's in dispute right the trade is is in Mm -hmm. dispute that was reported from uh by Elliot Friedman and Greg Wyshynski says it's unclear whether the issue is that Dodonov did not submit a trade list or the Knights didn't realize he had one because Ottawa didn't disclose it in the 2021 trade now Darren Dreger further reports that he doesn't believe the time of filing is the issue or the problem, or anything like that. It's the problem is that Ottawa didn't disclose it on the trade call when Dodonov was moved to Vegas. So, from what I'm piecing together as best I can here on the fly from uh, the likes of Elliot Friedman, Greg Wyshynski, Darren Dreger, is that when the Golden Knights acquired Evgeny Dodonov in the offseason from the Ottawa Senators, Vegas was not told about the limited no-trade clause for Evgeny Dodonov. It was not on the trade call, so therefore the Golden Knights did not suspect or believe that there was a no-trade for Evgeny Dodonov. So I, I don't know what's going to come from it. I don't know. You know obviously, you, you'd imagine that all trade calls are going to be recorded, and, and it's, it's going to be now whether or not Dodonov's camp can prove that this no-trade clause was submitted on time or whether the Golden Knights can prove that it was never disclosed to them in the first place. I, you know, in all of it, I just feel really bad for Dodonov because he's now kind of stuck in a terrible situation where he's either going to be on a team where he didn't want to go and they now know he definitely didn't want to go there or with a team that wanted to trade him. And it's just a really sad human aspect of it that there's no, I don't know, I feel bad for him. Yeah, you know what, Stephanie, thank you for the call, and, and you're, you're absolutely right, right? Because you're talking about trades. We're, we're, we're talking about players kind of as, as what they are on the ice, which is essentially asset management, but there's a human element to this too. Just imagine being Evgeny Dodonov here for a moment in which you have scored three goals in your last two games. You've got five in your last seven. You're feeling good about where your game is at. You end up being traded, and, and that's kind of a part of the business. We get it, but... Now there's this wrinkle about your no-trade clause, whether or not it was submitted, whether or not it was lost, whether or not it was never disclosed. All those things, all those questions are now arising, and you've got essentially a team that you're going to that you, you, you didn't want to or didn't intend to have as a possibility to be traded to, and then a, a team that, you know, if, if the dispute works in your favor, uh, you're going back to that, that was looking to trade you. So there's, there's a lot, and the human element is something that kind of puts into perspective the hockey element, which is is less so important than the human side of things. We're back with more of your phone calls next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 3 to nothing. The Golden Knights fall to the Minnesota Wild. Vegas 34-27 and 472 points. Clinging to the second wild card spot in the Western Conference. Take on the Winnipeg Jets tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Let's get back to your phone calls. Let's go out to the phone lines. Bring in Hudson. Hey, Hudson, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good. Uh, just two things I wanted to uh, just bring up tonight. Um, you know, one would obviously be uh, I can't believe we, uh, you know, ended up not getting Flurry back. But I guess it's going to be fun watching Flurry in the playoffs and not the Knights. And then uh, number two, 
was I think you tweeted out that, uh, you know, the goalie tonight played really good for us, and I think he did also. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you said something about them not giving him enough run support. I'm, I'm fairly new to hockey, and I thought they scored points, not uh, runs, but I'll, I'm going to hang up now and just get your responses. Thank you. Appreciate that, Hudson. Um, it's unfortunate you didn't, uh, you didn't ask me to apologize again for saying that uh, I was mean when I said that the Golden Knights wouldn't acquire Marc-Andre Fleury. It looks like I was right there, so maybe the weatherman got one. Hey, pretty wild, isn't it? Anyway, uh, the, the response um, for me is clearly it's, it's, a, it's a metaphor. I'm using an, a sports analogy when it came to run support. Uh, if you want to deduce it down and you're trying to, like, get, get at me, that's, that's totally fine. Like, it's your prerogative. If you want to take your time to call into this show and try to uh, belittle me, that's, that's totally fine. That all being said, uh, they score goals, not points. So there's that. They score goals, not points. So you called in, you tried to use an analogy, a clear analogy that's used often in sports and often in hockey, to, to make a claim, and then you, you end up using points instead of goals. So there's that. Like, let that one sink in before you want to call again, Hudson. Let's head back out of the phone lines, bring in Tony. Hey, Tony, how you doing? <laughs> Good shot there, Ryan. Good shot. That's hey, uh, fun. I want to talk about moving on from Kelly McCrennan. And, and kind of hear me out. When we started this five seasons ago, we became the place that guys wanted to come to play. And one was because of Bill Foley. The other was George McPhee. Then go on. And then Marc-Andre Fleury. And it was kind of, to me, it was kind of like when Reggie White went to Green Bay. It was like, you guys got to come up here and play. Management, the team, the environment is the best you're ever going to be in. And, and, you started seeing free agents wanting to go to Green Bay. And that's how the misfits were kind of cast of, hey, we, we, we found a home in Las Vegas, and they're going to take care of you here. They're going to look out for you here. And we have done a complete 180 on that since we put Kelly McCrennan in charge. And now it's like nobody's safe. You, you saw what happened with Flurry and the debacle that was. And, and just hear me out for a second. Mm-hmm. And now with the Donoff, I mean, you don't know if these teams were on his tra- trade or no trade paper. Well, I, 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 think I, the mean, de- I think the debate is whether or not the Ottawa Senators disclosed that when they traded Evgeny Donoff to the if, Vegas Golden Knights. If you're a GM, aren't you? Isn't that part of your job? Is dotting the eyes and, and crossing the T's? Well, sure, and, but I mean, but, you're, but, you're entering into a deal with a team that should be disclosing that information to you, and whether or not Ottawa disclosed that information based on whether or not they had an updated and and approved list from Dodonov is also in question here. And 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 I I don't disagree with that, but it just still adds more to the, I guess, for a better word, distinct of giving, we've given away Flurry, got nothing in return. We cleared Cap. Uh-huh. We got, Which is important. We, we, we cleared Donoff away. If you look at the two players that we're getting, one of them hasn't played since 2019 and doesn't look to even play again. Yeah, Ryan Kessler's not going to play. The other one's an AHL player. Uh-huh. That, I mean, we are, we are, and at, at a time that you do it, the guy... It's finally starting to live up to the expectation that you brought him in here under flurry salary money to be that third so line. So Tony, 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 you're, you're, Tony, you're dancing around. What do you, what do you want to say here? I, 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 Kelly McCrennan, since he's taken the reins, has dismantled this team almost. Can in I provide the same... a counter argument, Tony? I'm going to provide a counter argument. Uh, Kelly McCrimmon's also been to two of the last three conference finals. Like, I, I understand kind of the idea, and thank you for the call. Like, I understand the idea of, of wanting to hold on to the magic of year number one because it was awesome. Because it, it went all the way to the Stanley Cup final. It was improbable. It wasn't supposed to happen, and yet it did. I get all that. I do. I understand the desire to be there. 
But the fact of the matter is you've gone to a Stanley Cup final. You've been to three of four conference finals in your first four years, and you're looking at a team that's clinging to a playoff spot despite missing numerous players all season long. Like, I get it. I get it's not year one, but that's not a reason to think that this is being run into the ground because, frankly, the Golden Knights have been one of the more successful franchises over the last four years. Ask the Buffalo Sabres what they'd rather have. Ask fans of the Buffalo Sabres if they'd rather have a general manager that's working toward his fifth playoff berth in a row and it, ask them if they'd rather look at, it, at an organization that's gone to three of, the, of, of four conference finals. Because I guarantee you every single Sabres fan would ask for the same thing. What the Vegas Golden Knights fans have right now through the first four years of the franchise. We're back to wrap it up next. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall 3 to nothing to the Minnesota Wild. Vegas 34-27-4, 72 points on the year. We'll be back in action tomorrow against the Winnipeg Jets at 5 o'clock. Uh, just a tough one all the way around. A really strange day uh, surrounding the Vegas Golden Knights. Obviously, uh, we've we've documented as as best we can with the information that we have uh, the trade of Evgeny Dodonov in a 2024 conditional second round pick to the Anaheim Ducks for John Moore and so the contract of Ryan Kessler uh, that is now in dispute by uh, with the NHL and the NHLPA. So where that goes from here. Hopefully we'll have more answers when we sign on tomorrow for the pregame show. Uh, but that's going to do it for me here on the extended postgame show. Thanks to Jed Donaldson for making sure everything sounds fantastic. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers, especially you, Hudson. Keep calling in, please. Uh, it's just not as much fun without your opinions, your thoughts, your emotions. And you make this postgame show fun. Until tomorrow, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.